All right, today on The Bitterest Pill, we're going to talk about the fact that I, I don't know whether we're video streaming uh, The Bitterest Pill and water. Eventually, I will go back to enjoying the doing that day is not today. Hey, welcome to The Bitterest Pill. My name is Dan Class. I'm in my garage under the flypath at Los Angeles International Airport. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for streaming. Thank you for sitting, walking, driving, whatever you're doing. Thank you for doing it uh, uh, w- with me. So, I don't know if uh, the stream is going out and I've given up. I don't care. I've tried a couple times. Maybe we'll try again one more time while everybody's... Li- I just... I don't want... I have to do the show. I have to do the show. <coughs> I have to do the show. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel that great today. Um, I don't know what's going on. I, I guess I'm probably getting sick again, but I can just feel something in my throat is going south. Something in my internally internals is going, something is going horribly wrong. Today's Hudson's birthday. So we went out to breakfast and then I was late getting here. As you can probably tell by the fact that I'm not wearing my trademark, we're video streaming uh, baseball cap. I just really feel like crap. So this might be a pretty short show. I apologize if it is. I don't know. It doesn't feel that great to talk. So I don't know how much talking i'm going to volunteer to do you know what i mean like if i really get into the story then maybe we'll talk for an hour and then maybe uh, who knows maybe not and again doesn't help that listen no one watches the stream but i feel obligated to be doing the stream maintaining the stream as far as i know the stream has sound here let's look at my phone for a second see i'm so paranoid from last week because last week I did the entire show. I shouldn't say entire show. I did 75% ah, shit, of the show uh, with no sound in the video feed. Now, luckily, I was recording. Um, luckily, I was recording, and so I was able to put out the podcast, but the video has no sound. Twitch is a nightmare. I would have all did, I would have done all this checking and rechecking and double checking before the show. Actually, I did before the show and it wasn't working out. I just want to make sure. I just want to look at myself and make sure that there's some sort of sound. Okay. Just one moment. One moment. Now, meanwhile, while we're doing this, the really super relaxing thing is, um, there's a cement mixer outside. There's a bunch of workmen outside. They're redoing the patio, which I guess we'll talk about as soon as I know that I'm making sounds into the ether. Check, check, check two, three. That's that's getting low levels, isn't it? I was having trouble connecting to Twitch. So I go from my house to Twitch to Alpha Geek Media to you. No, it says I'm live right now. Okay, let's let's go to the channel. It's so exciting. I'm looking on Twitch. We got to solve this, right? The Twitch thing has to be solved first. Then you solve the Alpha Geek Media thingy thingy. Uh, everything's just grinding away. Apparently, if you put, if you use one computer to put out a video signal and take in a video signal, that can be slow. 
and I have to sit through a commercial. Oh my God! I don't want to be doing this. I want to be in the house asleep. But I can't be because we have all these things to do. All this cleaning up to do. We have all this planning. We have, we have things, things, things need to get done. And I keep shaking. I know by next week, hopefully I'll have the camera on an arm so I can shake the table and you don't have to feel like there's an earthquake going on. You know what I mean? Like that obviously is not good. Okay. Okay. Here I am on Twitch with no hat on. Hold on. Let's see if I'm making sounds. What if I got like a hundred megabytes per second coming into this thing and I can't, but I am at least, there is at least sound. There's at least sound. Okay. All right. Now let's switch to Alpha Geek Media. Am I on Alpha Geek Media? Theoretically, no, I'm not. Let's just to be certain. Let's reload. We're going to reload before we start, right? Again, my little icon says that I'm on. No, it's two guys talking about Into the Nexus. It's Kyle Ferguson and Garrett Art. Neither of whom is me, which is fine. Whatever. They can. It's ridiculous. Right, we're going to try to usurp their authority one more time. Ready? Uh, that's all I can do is click that button. That's all there is to do. Click that button. And then it either works or it doesn't work. It says it works. Success. It says success. Trust me, this is not what success looks like. I think I've seen... I've not experienced success. I have seen it from afar. This isn't what it looks like. So yeah, today's Hudson's birthday. My little baby boy Hudson. The little guy that used to say, Daddy may now make it 17 years old today. St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Um, that's all I have to say about that, except that he and I went out to breakfast because he has a very long, especially Thursdays, he has a very long break in the middle of his school day because he starts so early. And then by the time normal classes for him start, he's had like a two or three hour break. So I took him out to a quick breakfast and I got back late and I feel like crap. Did I, I mentioned that already. Now, the reason there are guys outside is so we did a bunch of landscaping a year or two ago. And we put uh, uh, this patio thing on, in, around. I don't know what we did. It's always been there. There's always been this raised area. You might remember this from a couple of years ago. There's always been this raised area in the backyard. And it used to have some bushes and a tree and gravel. And so then we took out the bushes. We left the tree. And then we left the gravel. And then we took out the tree and then put down pavers. And the guy that put down the pavers, he said, oh, you know, it'd be a good idea is put gravel between the pavers and that'll look really nice. and It'll be great. My wife said, oh, and won't people's chairs get stuck in that? And he's like, no, no, no. And so I come out and they explain it all to me. And I go, but seriously, won't people's chairs get stuck? And they're both like, oh, no, no, no. He said, he said no. And she says no, because he said no. And the, all that's happened for the last two years is anyone that tries to sit at the table that's been out at the slab, the slab on the other side of the wall here. Their chair gets stuck in the gravel. Of course, it's a little pit of gravel between each big paver. So you sit down on a chair, then you try to scoot the chair out, you know, under the table and then right into the gravel. So we're essentially repaying a different set of guys to, they took up all the pavers 
and they rebuilt part of the retaining wall, and then they're going to put the pavers back down after they compact the dirt, which should have been done before, and then they're going to put, what an interesting idea, cement. Cement between the pavers. Something that will dry hard, like cement. Now, this cement will have the gravel in it, so it'll actually kind of look similar, but it will have cement. Because that's what should be there. Cement. <clears throat> now, I think originally they were hoping to be done yesterday, but they're going to be done today, which means today they're out there measuring, they're placing pavers, there's a cement mixer on the driveway, there's a radio blasting Mexican music just outside the wall here. I don't think you can hear any of it. I can hear the, the cement mixer a little bit. Luckily, the fan on my computer is so loud. It drowns out all other sounds. All right, I'm going to make one more attempt at streaming the video. I guess I don't really need to do anything because nothing is streaming. It's just the normal looping broadcast if the stream doesn't work. So nothing will change if I do something or don't do something. Oh, I guess I should go to my actual chat room. Anyway, how have you been? Have you been okay? So, um, okay, no one's going to be there. So, God, I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't think I'm sleeping well. <coughs> oh, just join. Okay. Anyway. Hi, how are you? Okay, fine. I don't think I'm feeling well. And I, uh, I can't talk because my throat hurts, but whatever. Let's tell this story and see how long it takes. Okay. So, being the man of the house, and we're using the term loosely as we often do, but being the man of the house, when anything goes wrong or anything needs to be fixed, I really should take a stab at fixing it uh, before we call in and pay someone to fix it. For several reasons, uh, not the least of which is, A, I really should be able to figure stuff like that out, and B, uh, we don't want to pay another guy to come here, yet another in a string of men, real men, that come here and emasculate me by doing macho things like, I don't know, putting cement between the pavers. So, uh, we have a, you know, I'm sure most of you do, have a garbage disposal. And in the garbage disposal, there's that gaskety thing that is like a sound dampener, right? And you can push the, the food through it, and the food will go through it, but, but hopefully not all the sound of the disposal will come back up through this covered gaskety thing, right? Okay. So, we have had our garbage disposal. God, I can't, I'm having a hard time talking today. My lips are everywhere. Um, we've had that thing for, I don't know, 10 years by now. Well, that's in 17, probably, probably more than 10, probably a 12 even. So it came time to, to fix it. And so we decided that I was going to replace the gasket. And six months later, I bought one. And then another six months later, I attempted to put it in, which was actually a long time ago. And I look, I watched all these YouTube videos and maybe I even talked about it at the time because this, this was a while ago. I watched all these YouTube videos and they made it look really hard and like the disposal was going to be super heavy. And so I was all set to need backup and have uh, pivots and uh, levers and cranks and all these dollies and things. 
But a disposal is actually just easy. You just get under there with a screwdriver to help you turn this thing. You turn the thing, you turn that thing, and then it just drops down. So you drop it down, you put the, you know, take off the old gasket, you put on the new gasket, you put it back up there, and then you just return the thing and you're done. So that's what I did when it was time to fix the thing. I went under there and I turned the thing and lowered it and blah, 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 right? That worked perfectly. And luckily it didn't drip because whenever I get under there, now, I don't know if you remember when we had to fix the faucet, that dripped forever because something exploded in the line, like little shards of the, uh, what do you call a water fuse faucet? There you go water fuse that's not even what i was trying to say what do you call a water switch dan a faucet anyway uh yeah so that thing dripped like crazy luckily when i replaced the gasket in the garbage disposal it didn't drip at all well i was very happy until the other night when melissa and i were looking under the sink because they're they're kept i had been doing dishes and there was always a puddle of water in front of the sink on the floor which I didn't understand because at first I thought, oh, I'm just being too sloppy. And so I kind of tightened up my game a little bit. And then there was kept being that puddle and I would wipe it and then I would do dishes and then the puddle would come back. So then Melissa and I look under there and it's soaking wet under there. Under the sink, it is full of water. And it turns out something, I, I don't know if I had knocked it with a, uh, some cleaning products or what, but so the, the, the disposal had become loose and the water was dripping out and it was making a mess. And so, of course, we have to pull everything out of under the sink, which is a joy. There's nothing like evacing under your sink. So that then ends up all over the kitchen. Then I got to dry it all out. We got to pull out the rubber mat that's supposed to keep the water from going, you know, on the wood of the thing. It's so soaked that, of course, the water's everywhere. It's under, it's over, it's all around. So that comes out. That goes in the bathtub. <coughs> and I dry it all out, and I investigate, and I run the water, and realize what it is, that it's the, the disposal and the gasket and all that stuff. And I fix it. But then, of course, there's that, like, well, you don't want to fix it and then just walk away. You got to fix it and test it. You got to fix it and test it and wait. You got to wait and wait, and then you test it again. You got to do the whole thing, Right. So I don't put the, the cleaning products even away because I want to wait overnight, test again for dryness, do the dishes in the morning, test again, whatever, whatever. Well, luckily, it's fine. Everything's fine and it's dry and everything's cool and it's great. So this emboldens me because, you know, the taxes are finally done. There's some other stuff that's finally been put to rest we still have the car accident stuff all that stuff is looming but every once in a while you just got to take a, a break from talking about the car and the rental car and the injuries and the this and the that and the and you need to fix something else so slowly we've been fixing the washing machine the clothes washer one of us probably me i thought stripped out the knob that you turn to select how long the thing's gonna go you know what i mean like, I'm doing, you know, a light load or, the, you know, not the water level and not the other one. I don't even remember what the middle one is, but the one where you choose what you're doing, right? So that it's stripped out. So I looked up online. I bought a replacement 
knob because we have a I don't know it was a G or whirlpool or something. So it's two pieces on the outside. It's the actual knob and then it's a flatter thing. That's the thing that has the pointer on it. So you turn the knob, you push the knob, and then with the one you're pushing, that turns the other one. And the little teeth that turn the inner one had broken. So I had to get a new outer knob so it could turn the inner knob. So I ordered that. That came. Everybody's rejoicing because we don't have to like grip the inner knob with our fingers and try to make that work. So I put on the outer knob. This was weeks ago. And the outer knob, perfect, is with the, exactly the right part. It fit perfectly. There's a little clip that clips it in the back. And I go to turn, and it's not working. And I think the reason it's not working is the whole timer mechanism on the inside is jiggle-jaggling around in there. It's somehow become loose. So, a week ago, or a week and a half ago, I figure, all right, now I got to open up that whole panel in the front of the uh, washing machine, and I got to figure out how to tighten down this timer thingy, right? So I get behind there, and I take the little nuts off the back of the washer, and I pull that front part off, and it's got the three, it might actually be, what is it like? Oh, yeah, water level, water temp, that's what it is, water level, and then a separate one for water temperature, combos, and then the, I feel like there's one more. What the hell could that be for? I don't even know. And then the, and then the one we're trying to fix. Do you mind if I just lean here like this for a while while we talk with my eyes closed? So, so I popped that whole thing off. And obviously, as you can imagine, each of those switches, those turning knob switches, is attached to a bundle of cables. Bundle of cables, bundle of cables, bundle of cables, and then the big timer. You know, it's a big timer, like, I don't know, what is that? Five inches, four or five inches wide by three, four inches tall. And the timer is loose. Now, it's held down by one screw. So I take that screw off to figure out where the other screws must be, and there is no other screw. What it is, it just kind of sits in there in a way that you sit it in and you turn it, and it kind of clicks into these two very thin plastic bits. And I realized that one of these very thin plastic bits has broken. And that's why the thing is so jiggly jaggly. Much like the camera is when I do jiggle jaggles on the table. Sorry. So what this means is to fix the knob... Not only do I need to buy a replacement knob, I need to replace the entire front of the control panel for the washing machine. For a washing machine that's got to be 11 years old. Well, thank, you know, Darwin for the internet, because you can actually find and order something like that very quickly. Now, it's going to take a while because you're not going to get it from Amazon. You know, you got to find the best price. You look on Amazon. You look on parts.com slash whatever. But I got one for, I thought I was going to pay a hundred bucks for this thing. Because a tiny piece of plastic, like literally half a centimeter, no, not even like maybe three millimeters thick, little piece of plastic broke. I got to buy a hundred dollars worth of uh, uh, plastic. So luckily, I found one for maybe $65 or something like that. And 
It came in a week. And it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It matched exactly the one that broke. But we got a lot going on. There's a lot I'm trying to get done with the car and the rental car and the other car. And this report has to go here. And I got to check in with this person from the insurance company. But they're, you know, and then the person from the other insurance company. Like, there's a lot going on. But I really have it in my head that I wanted to get something accomplished. So there was one other thing that I got done. I don't remember what it was, but it was something that was like, I'm so glad I got that done. I've got a few more minutes before I have to go get Hudson at school. I'm going to hurry up and I'm going to fix the stupid washing machine and get this going. Okay. So I've got my panel. I've got my screwdriver I used to get out these nut-headed screw thingies. So I go, okay, I got like 20 minutes. I got I, I can't dilly-dally, but I think I got time to do this. This is not a problem. So I open up the panel and I look again because now I got to, you know, I got to take this thing apart and put it back together. And each of these knobs, like I say, right, it has this cluster of cables. And there's usually a little metal piece sticking out somewhere. And then a little piece of plastic jutting up that it touches or something. So I try to figure out how to get the first one off and I can't really figure it out. And I break something because this thing is made out of 15-year-old plastic. So I get the middle knob out, but by breaking it. And so I'm like, how am I? Because that told me nothing. That told me nothing about what I was supposed to have done to get that out so I know how to get it in, right? Okay. And it was hard to get out, so I think I even undid the wire package, the little whatever you call that, right? So I do the I do the one closest to the timer. I do the next one. And then the one on the far left, it, has, it even has a little tube on it. So I disconnect that tube. I disconnect the wires. I turn the thing. And I think even that one broke. Now, it doesn't matter that it broke because this is still the old one. It's just, it doesn't bode well for your right host. So I take off the timer and I look and I go, yep, okay. So I know exactly how this thing was supposed to go on. You just lower it down and you just turn it and you pray you don't turn it too hard and then everything will be fine, right? So I throw out the old one. I bring in the new one. I'm so excited. I set it up. I very carefully lower the first small knobby controller thing down. And I'm pretty sure that I just lower it down and then do a, a very gentle turn uh, clockwise. And it's just going to fit in like the other thing into these little grooves. And it's just going to click in because then the little metal thing goes over something or something. I don't know. And then it's going to work. Please, please just if I go slow and impatient, can't it just work? So I do it. It worked. And it didn't break. And I lift the thing up and I look and I'm like, yeah, the, the, the little peg that sticks out that the knob goes back on, it is perfectly centered. This is exactly what is supposed to happen. Things are moving forward. My life is looking up. If I set my goals low enough, maybe I can be a winner. So I'm so excited. I take the next one and I lower it into position, I 
turn it gently, I click it into place. Nothing's broken. I check the stem. It's, it's perfect. Everything's perfect. I gently flip the thing back over. I put the one on the far left on it, lower it back down. Very gently, turn it, clicks into place. Beautiful. So now it's time for the big kahuna. The timer. Because this is the one that really needs to be secure. Because this is the one that, right, it's, it takes the most torque to turn that load selector around and get it working properly. So, I very carefully lower it down. Very carefully turn it. It doesn't feel like it's even in place, so I'm not even sure. But I look around. I can see that the screw hole is is lined up. Like it's a miracle or something. The screw hole is lined up. So I'm like, well, I... So I kind of... I lift up on it very gently. And it does seem to be connected to the, the big plastic plate thing, right? So I get my screw. And I screw it down. And I look... And it's, it's secure. It's, it's down. It's down. It's down. So I tip the whole front up and I look and the peg for the timer is for the first time in a long time. Trust me. Perfectly centered. I, I kind of try to jiggle it around. It doesn't really jiggle around. I'm so excited. So I put the front plate back and it's got these hooks on the bottom that had broken off the old one. I'm so happy that I very carefully slide them down and then slide it to the right. It fits perfectly. Everything's still in place. I get the screws that I've carefully set aside. I screw the back on the thing. I get the knobs and I put the three water knob, the, the water level knob, water temperature knob, and then whatever this third knob is that maybe I'm even making up. I don't know. I put those on. And then I put the inner indicator knob on. It's still, everything, everything is still going perfectly. I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. Is that the expression? The shoe, a shoe is going to drop. I don't know what that means. I get the outer knob, the point of this whole enterprise. And I slide it on the stem. And I get the clip that holds it into place. Because that's how the whole thing works. And I slide the clip in there. And it clips into place. And I gently grip the knob. And I push it in. And I turn it. And the inner knob is turned by the outer knob. Again, for the first time in what feels like half a year. I'm so excited. I go outside. I flip the power back on. Of course, I turn the power off. I'm not a moron, right? I flip the power on. Now, the guys outside, the emasculating cement guys, they don't even know what's going on. They don't know that a man is inside fixing a washing machine. So I go in, I turn the knob again, and the washing machine springs to life just like it's supposed to do. So I turn it off. I'm so excited. I've got to go get a load of laundry and put a load of laundry in. It's going to be so exciting to do it. I'm going to go get the load of red laundry that I always put off. There's just, the kids don't have that much red laundry, but I don't want to wash things with red. So our laundry basket always has about a 
third of a load of red stuff at the bottom that just sits there. And slowly things are added to it sometimes, and then eventually I break down and someone will complain enough and I'll wash the red shirts. So I decide I'm going to throw in, this is going to be great because I can get started doing like normal laundry. So I make the selector, put it on a light load, put it on cold water, put it, uh, do the water level selector to like half a load or whatever it was. Cause again, it's not that much stuff, right? And I leave the house to get my son secure that I'm finally a man again. Ah, shit. Was he going to try to do something? Here, hold on a second. I don't think anybody's there. Oops. I'm just typing something. Bit Bitterest pill on TV. Okay. So I go get H. I feel like a million bucks. I don't... I'm not sure I've been getting enough sleep lately. You know what I mean? There's something about... Maybe and we talked about the, like my daughter keeps keeping me up too late doing homework, and then Hudson gets me up very early because I got to drive him to school. He has this early class that I keep telling you about his biology class, which is like at seven in the morning. So I thought this was pl- oh, I got to plug the computer into. Jesus, hold on, I don't want the whole thing to go south. Is this working? Yes, very professional. So. So I haven't, I don't, I feel like I, I haven't been getting enough sleep. I find myself, and I would think it was even the day before this happened. Uh, and I, and this is going to sound bad and, and yeah. When I start falling asleep at red lights, I know that I'm not getting enough sleep. Let's, we'll, we'll just put it that way. But after my victory with whatever it was I did before the washing machine, and I wish I could think of what it was. No, I really don't know. Um, and then fixing the washing machine, the washing machine that's needed to be fixed for ages. Right? I was thrilled. I was so happy. I was so happy to drive to Hudson School. I was so happy to drive him home. So what happens is sometimes, like, he's in this lull with his after-school activities, right? Um, so for the, the last couple weeks, sometimes he gets out of school at, like, two o'clock in the afternoon, which for him is insanely early. Now, if he gets out at three, we have to go straight to my daughter's school. But if he gets out to at two, I, I take him home. So we're driving and we're taking him home. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe when we get home while he's eating a lunch, uh, he's eating a snack. I'm sure there's some folded. I can't talk. I'm sure there's some laundry that needs to be folded. Maybe he and I can sit on the sofa I'll fold some laundry, have a snack. He'll eat a snack. We'll watch John Oliver on the DVR or whatever. So we go, I unlock the door. We go in the house. And I'm just about to propose this thing. And I'm ahead of him. Um, I think because I'm really hungry at this point, because maybe I didn't bring a snack with me when I drove because I was washing machine, right? I go into the kitchen, and as soon as I step foot in the kitchen, I hear a sound that I'm not expecting. And I see something on the floor that I'm not expecting. A reflection. 
Now, the, the floor in the kitchen is tile. It's these big tiles that have kind of like this wood grain on them. But it's tile, but they're fairly matte. They're like 95% to 100% matte finish. They're not shiny. So I'm not expecting the floor of the kitchen to be shiny. And I'm not expecting as I step into the kitchen to hear a sound that sounds exactly like a foot stepping into an inch and a half of water. The kitchen has flooded and the water is starting to pour down the little lip into the dining room that has hardwood floors. I immediately know why the kitchen has flooded and it is not the garbage disposal. If you will recall, I described the innards of the washing machine very clearly. I described, are are you there yet? Okay, yeah. I described the dismantling of that apparatus and the reassembly of that apparatus in very specific detail. Because if you think back, as I thought back, as my feet were sloshing in my own kitchen, I distinctly remember disengaging that small hose on the water level selector, but I do not distinctly remember re-engaging the hose on the water level selector. I go to the washing machine and it is not a third of a way full of water. It is completely full of water up over the rim of the barrel and flowing over onto the floor of the completely flooded, as you can imagine, laundry room. Now I have to, right, I have to assess the damage. The kitchen, completely flooded. The laundry room, completely flooded. The dining room, about to flood. Now, our house goes in a big circle. And this is going to sound a little weird for you people with normal homes, but you can, you go from our laundry room, you go from our kitchen, then you go towards the back of the house into the laundry room. That's the door. If you've seen Melophobia Americana, that's that door, right? That goes into the laundry room. If you go straight, you go outside. If you go left, there's a bathroom. So I go in that bathroom. That bathroom, of course, completely flooded. That bathroom has another door. A door that goes into my son Hudson's bedroom. Our son Hudson has lived in this bedroom for about four or five years. During which time all of his belongings have been brought into that room and put on the floor. All of his school books are on the floor. His clothing is on the floor. His childhood memorabilia, his guitar, his ukulele, 
his guitar case. Everything is on the floor of his bedroom. And the bedroom, near the bathroom door at least, has its own inch and a half or more of water. I go into simultaneous complete mental shutdown and, thank goodness, Dan emergency mode. And I don't tell you these stories to impress you with how I do in emergency mode. I tell you these stories because I'm so shocked that I have an emergency mode that does seem to occasionally function somewhat well. I'm completely ill-functioning in a normal situation because I think a normal situation is maybe just too normal for me. So I can cause the catastrophe better than anyone. And then apparently, though, I, I am okay at trying to fix it. I don't know what to do first. Hudson's floor is soaking wet. It's covered in his stuff and it's wood. And, and we gave up on this a long time ago. We had a desk chair at one time that apparently could not support the weight of an adult human, myself, and a seven-year-old boy sitting on his lap working a computer. So Hudson and I scraped when he was younger unknowingly, all of the varnish off of his hardwood floor immediately in front of his desk. So this circle of hardwood floor is completely unprotected and is sucking gallons of water into itself by the second. So I go into full controlled panic mode. Hudson and I start pulling everything we can find out of his bedroom. Now, luckily, the guitar seems to be... I don't know where... No, no, his whole bedroom is not flooded. So over on the other corner where my desk is, is not flooded. Apparently, it didn't reach his good guitar or his ukulele. It was an optical illusion. It's gone a little bit under... It's mostly it's under his bed and under his desk. I assess the situation, and we turn off the power right away. Because he has about 18 power strips under his desk where you put your feet. And untold numbers of electronic pieces plugging in and out of all these different power strips, right? So we turn off the power. I literally just dive under there and start grabbing stuff, unplugging everything I can, and just pull the whole thing out like a dead, I don't know what, king rat, and throw it in the garage. I then go in and do a little uh like damage survey in the dining room. The dining room is actually minimal. So I pull up the rug in there, I dry off the floor, I dry off enough of the kitchen so there's a bit of a barrier with a bunch of towels, so the dining room is okay. But I cannot find, because apparently we no longer own, one of those mops that everyone should own that has a sponge at the end and a handle that you pull to to wring out the sponge. We don't, apparently, I don't know, some 21st century artisanal uh, curated mop thing that we got going on here. We don't have an old school ring it yourself mop. Which is what I want. I want to just mop, ring, mop, ring, mop, ring, mop, 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 mop. Instead, every towel that we own gets pulled out of every cabinet I can think of that might have a towel in it. Our beach blankets 
beach towels. Super old towels that we used to use for kid erp. Our old good towels, our new good towels. The monogram towels, the holiday towels. The keepsake baby blanket towel, like every towel, every hand towel, every, everything was used to mop up gallons and gallons and gallons of water. And the whole time, all I can think, you know, because I'm an autopilot, really, but there's this mantra of like, this is a disaster. This is literally a disaster. This is lit. You have destroyed your house. How many tens of thousands of dollars of damage have you done to the hardwood in this room? Well, Hudson and I get it pretty much under control, but I have to go get Tulu from school. So I say, okay, H, I guess, I mean, uh, I don't even remember what I asked him to do. Move something or mops. I don't even remember. I was just like, I'll be back. I'll be back. Do this while I'm gone. And I'm going to go get your sister and one of those mops with a squeegee, uh, with a, a ringer and a big, huge squeegee. Because at this point, we haven't even touched the kitchen. The kitchen is completely underwater. Now, meanwhile, again, there are workers here. They must see us like throwing our belongings out of the house, soaking wet. I don't know what they think is going on. <coughs> freaking nightmare I call my wife I tell her what goes is going on she seems to take it fairly well because you have to sound super sorry you have to apologize to your wife even though it seems like a weird thing to do I guess you're apologizing like honey I'm sorry I just ruined our house I guess that's what it is hey honey I'm really sorry but I think I just destroyed our only asset how was your day so I go get to Lou and I say, Tulu, I flooded the house. We're going to Home Depot. I got to get a big squeegee and a mop. So she comes with me. We go to Home Depot. It's right next to her school. We get a big, huge, like a big squeegee, like those big squeegees. I don't even know who uses a squeegee that big and a mop. Is this thing? I don't think the computer's getting any power right now. And I'm just, I, hello, anything green? I'm looking for the green light that says, or maybe I better just talk faster. This is going well, isn't it? I never used the squeegee. Which was good. It meant I could return it. It was 25 bucks. <clears throat> I thought I was having the best day. That I'd had in a long time. Because it was a day where I felt like I felt good and I got things done. I really wish I could remember what that other thing was that I got done. It was like, it felt like a, some tangible thing. And I have all these things I have to do. Yeah, I really don't remember. Maybe it was the day I did a bunch of agent research. And I had to do these certificates for the dojo. I mean, it was a really fruitful day. It really was. Like, I, I was so happy loading that washer that I was literally going to chalk it up like, this is the best day I've had in so long. This is awesome. And it turned into the worst day 
I had had in I don't really know when. You never know. Count your chickens while you can, because after they hatch, you don't know what's going to happen. All right, thanks for listening to The Bitterest Pill. Of course, it's me, and I'm here, and I was there, and no one was able to watch because that Nexus show is still on. (coughs) Anyway, oh, there's the uh, keyboardist. I hope we're still recording. I hope we're still streaming. I hope you're doing well. Uh, So the aftermath is um, no damage in the dining room, obviously no damage in the kitchen and the living room. I was absolutely correct. It was the hose. I did not put it back on there. That hose, I don't know what it does or how it works. But it completely, apparently, controls the water level in your washing machine. Who knew? Um, Hudson's room... Yeah, the, the floor is warped. The floor is warped, but we got everything cleaned up. We got everything dried. I gotta tell you, though, the house looked like a dust bunny graveyard wet, dead dust bunny carcasses everywhere. It turns out, we need to dust way more often than we do. And and by dust, I guess I mean pull out all the furniture and dust. That kind of dust. Not surfacey dust, but like spring clean your ass off dust. But he's got a bed that you can't get under it. It has shelves under it. So just the wall behind his bed on both sides and behind the desk... Because we don't take out any of the electronics. We just put more electronics in and push the old ones to the back of the desk. And apparently that causes uh, mayhem. But everything's fine. Everyone's well. I'm getting sick. Whatever. I don't know. So thank you for listening to the show. Thank you if you tried to watch the show. Uh, I don't know why it never started on Alpha Geek Media, but it didn't. Uh... Hopefully this video will have recorded properly and I can just upload it to YouTube if you really want to watch. I don't... I'm not... This whole video thing I'm still up in the air about. I feel like we should do a show. Let's do a show that you would actually need to watch for some reason and then we'll do that on video. And I gotta... Like, look. See the camera? I gotta get the camera off the desk. I'm gonna try to do that next week without flooding the house. so tired. Anyway, let's push some buttons. What happened? I don't remember any of the key. I didn't get a chance to refresh my memory about anything. This is how it works, right? No, none of this stuff is working. Alt? No? Zero? No? Oh! There was the Alpha Geek Media. I found the Alpha Geek Media logo. At least I found that. So this is the Bitter's Pill. We do not stream the show live uh, on video through Alpha Geek Media, apparently. But we'll try again next week and see how it goes. Maybe you'll listen to the show. The audio, I think, was working. I think. I have no idea. Anyway, thanks. Oh, we got to start another loop. I meant to make new loops. I bet you're getting sick of these loops. I know I am. Um, <clears throat> anyway, thanks for every thanks to everyone that supports the show on Patreon. I believe it's patreon.com slash danclass if you want to go straight to the show's page. Uh, your contributions to the show literally 
are the only thing keeping this thing going because it's it's yeah anyway uh want to thank everyone who supports the show uh, uh people like megan jeff short rob usedon dave jackson mike hamilton boris boris flores <laughs> tom carroll david chasing gerard cortinez chris class scott mercer and many 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 other people make the show possible through their patronage on patronage there you go all right check us out uh for lame show notes and see the video if you want to at uh, Dan Class or excuse me at uh, thebitterspill.com I broke the website recently I put up a new website I, I think it's sort of usefulish we'll see alright I'm going to run out of power because this thing isn't connecting follow me on Twitter at Dan Class and uh, or write me at pill at danclass.com alright uh, anyway that's the show let's stop before uh, the power dies. Ready? Okay, uh, next week we'll talk about I don't know what, hopefully not floods. Here's the logo for Jacket Media. Bye-bye. The Bitter's Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004. That's 